grace and peace to you. Friends, hello. It's mid-February and the weather is pretty much as you'd expect. There are days when it's fine, cold but nice, you know the sort. And there are days when it's wet and horrid. I don't know about you, but at this time of year, especially when the weather is consistently inconsistent, I think about holidays. The three places I want to go when I feel like getting on a plane again are the south of France, Zambia to see my friend Zacchaeus and his family, and Washington, D.C. to see friends there too. However, none of them feel right for us as a family just yet. So I'm looking closer to home. And as you think holiday thoughts with an earshot of a smart device, they start suggesting places to you. I'm accepting of the Orwellian behaviour, but it does give me odd suggestions. And it would appear out of nowhere, I had a suggestion for a tourist attraction on an island in the Baltic Sea. The island's part of the Pomeranian Islands, and it's a rather fetching house there. The house was built in 2008, and it's a fabulous blue colour. It's probably easier if I show you a picture of it rather than trying to describe it. It's fabulous, I love it. But it doesn't quite look right. Hang on, let me fix it. Does that make sense? Hang on, there we go. Now it's the right way up? Wrong way up? Anyway. This is a fabulous topsy-turvy piece of architecture called the Upside Down House. It was part of an art project called the Upside Down World. To look at the house really messes with your brain. And as you start to get used to it being upside down, a new detail, it will jump out and your amusement returns. Like the wheelbarrow. Our reading today, continuing our gentle progress through Luke's Gospel, is one that might sound oddly familiar. Not completely familiar, but one you'll mostly know. The reading is Luke's accounts of the Beatitudes, the teachings of Jesus that flip the world upside down and show us the topsy-turvy reality that is the kingdom of heaven. So let's hear our reading now. From Luke, chapter 6, reading from verses 17 to 26. He went down with them and stood on a level place. A large crowd of his disciples was there, and a great number of people from all over Judea, from Jerusalem, and from the coastal region around Tyre and Sidon, who had come to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. Those troubled by impure spirits were cured, and the people all tried to touch him, because power was coming from him and healing them all. Looking at his disciples, he said, Blessed are you who are poor for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who hunger now, for you will be satisfied. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you, when they exclude you and insult you and reject your name as evil because of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy, because great is your reward in heaven for that is how their ancestors treated the prophets. But woe to you who are rich, for you have already received your comfort. Woe to you who are well fed now, for you will go hungry. Woe to you who laugh now, for you will mourn and weep. Woe to you when everyone speaks well of you, for that is how their ancestors treated the false prophets. Thanks be to God. Amen. 
a reading that can be described as about blessings and curses. But it isn't about what you get or what you don't. The reading today we hear that blessed are the poor, the hungry and those who weep. We hear that you're blessed when you're genuinely persecuted for your faith. We also hear that the rich, the well-fed and those who laugh are going to encounter woes and that woes will befall those who people speak well of. This is topsy-turvy and difficult and maybe even easy to dismiss. We can easily dismiss it in thinking, how can it be a bad thing to have food in your belly or for people to think you a good person? So what's going on? What does this mean for us? As we hear the first part of Jesus' words, as we hear of those who are favoured in the kingdom of God, we hear about those who follow Christ, the people that we should make our priority. We say it often in church, and it's easy for it to become words that we hear and don't respond to. But the priority in the kingdom of God are those in need, those who are hurting, those who have nothing to give. And in the second part of Jesus' words, we hear the counterpunch. Each blessing has a corresponding woe. Each situation is seen from both sides. And we're given the countercultural then as it is now, understanding of how we are to live. This is how we are to live out the reality of the kingdom of God. We don't just say these words, but we are to reflect on our own actions and continually repent, literally turning back to God and realigning our priorities. Blessed are the poor, because they are a priority in the kingdom of God. And if you have resources to share, then as part of the kingdom you share them. Blessed are the hungry, because they are a priority in the kingdom of God. And if you have food to share, then as part of the kingdom, you share it. Blessed are those who weep, because they are a priority in the kingdom of God. And life is good now. If it's that, then as part of the kingdom, you make others' lives better. Blessed are those who are spoken ill of, because their response to the kingdom of God because they're a priority in the kingdom of God. But if you do things to look good or twist words to suit your own agenda, then as part of the kingdom, you need to change your ways. This is the upside down and back to front. This is as bemusing and as confusing as the upside down house. The real world is about accumulating wealth. It's about giving favours to get favours and in some way is a popularity contest. But that isn't the way of the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is like the upside down house. It doesn't make sense. We're told not to hoard resources, to support those who can't support us, and to do things that aren't popular but that are right. Don't hoard your wealth. Share it with the church and with other causes that care for those on the outside, the lost, the homeless and the refugee. Don't sit with your belly full or anything else when there are those around you in need those who hunger for food and need to be fed, those who thirst for justice and need to be heard. Don't enjoy a comfortable life when people around you are struggling in any way. And don't claim from places of privilege that you're oppressed. Look around the room and speak up for those not present, or better still, give them a platform to speak. This is the reality of living in the kingdom of God. 
the kingdom of God. The kingdom of heaven built here on earth is all of these things and more. Favouring the poor, the lost, the lonely. Giving without condition to those who can do you no favours at all. Doing what is right, not what is easy or populist. This is the work of the kingdom of God. This is living out the good news of God.